Escocia. No, but really, guys, this is the podcast. This is two chickpeas in a podcast. It's your girl Nikita. It's your girl Tash. And you're listening to a very, very special episode of Two Chickpeas in a Podcast. This is the crossover episode you have been waiting for. This is the Two Chickpeas in the UK with the one and only Ashika Lal from Time Pass Podcast all the way in California. Hey guys. Hi, how are you doing? I am so good and I am so excited to be doing this today with you. Uh, we We're are excited. <laughs> so excited. I think we have been in talks for a while, isn't it? Just sort of fangirling each other. When are we going to record an episode together? And then I think one day of it, Instagram. I think me and you, Ashika, were actually talking. Yeah. Um, something, something to do with, I must have posted something about like something brown boys do. And <laughs> then me and you just went in, didn't we? And then we were like, wait, 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 wait. This is the episode. And now here we are. It really is. And it, 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 you're absolutely right. It was a long time coming. And it, I love you guys. And I listen to your show. And so I'm so excited to be doing this. I love your show. I listen to it all the time all the time and I think it's really cool because obviously you're in the US and Mm. you have such different experiences to probably what we have because we're in Britain we're in the UK we're in London so it's really nice that we get to to do this episode together and then kind of hear each other's experiences as well yeah so I have to say Ashika that the experience I'm having with brown men over here is definitely a roller coaster. I would say I'm really not having much luck at all but something about American brown men is really appealing to me at the moment. I don't know why I just feel like they've got their stuff a bit more together. They seem a lot more desirable. They seem like I don't know there's more of like I don't know if this is like right to say but they seem like they sort of like groom a bit better than the the men over here as well and I don't know if all of this is just from like my stereotypes of you know watching stuff like family karma and I just need the real tea like what a boy is in the US like because they're very very desirable to me at the moment I think it's a little bit of if we have straight hair we want curly hair if you have curly hair you want straight hair because to me, the men in the UK seem like they have it all together. They seem very attractive and um, just a little bit more mature. So I, I don't know where that comes from, really. I think it is a little bit of like, this is what you have. And you're like, but that seems so much better. As far as the men here, I mean, I think they're normal, just like everybody else. I, you have your bad apples and your good apples. Uh, and the bad apples are, are pretty bad. They can be trash. But <laughs> the diamonds in the in the rough, so to say, they exist. I haven't found one yet, but they exist. They're somewhere. <laughs> They're somewhere. But what I will say that I'm a bit more jealous of, and I think this is American culture in general, not just like farm boys, but I, I, with the, the nine days I was in New York, like a couple of years ago, I honestly got asked on more dates, went on a few more dates and like just had 
so much more like interaction with men in that nine days I was there than the whole year that I was in the UK so I feel like is there like is there a better approach from men would you say from out there I don't know if you've had any experience of UK men actually to make this comparison um I have and I think it's it's not it's exactly what you say it's not just UK men but also UK women the minute you all speak you just sound so different and it's (laughs) It's the accent, right? Like Americans love a good accent. We really do. And, mm-hmm. and, and we're equal opportunists. Doesn't matter if you're Australian or from the UK, whatever it is, it's a good accent. We love it. And so I think it gives, it's a little bit of that exotic sort of touch that I think a lot of us are like, ooh, that's different. You ask anybody, they all love an accent. Yeah. Yeah. I Just going back to that point, yeah about like the difference between men in the the UK and the US there was well I've I've spent like a lot of time in the US as well and I feel as though the community feel over there like from like Mm. brown boys brown men there's so it's so much more together than it is here I don't know I haven't experienced I haven't seen it with my eyes that like guys like they go to like Gudwara together they don't go to they go to Stokes and they're keeping together they don't do that here I would say as much like even when I was over there you know, spent a lot of time with my best friend who lives in Dallas and now lives in Sacramento where you are. Yeah, they they are just more like about the community. They're more like about giving back to the community. I don't see that here that much. Do you, do you agree? I will say it depends on the region. So in Sacramento, absolutely. I, I see exactly what you're saying. We do have the groups of brown men and it's it's funny, but I think it's even stronger than brown women too Mm. but the brown men here they like band together they do things together they all they're like boys you know they go out together they support each other when I was living in Los Angeles I grew up there I lived there till I was 21 I didn't see uh, the community come together like that so I really do think it depends um on the region as well okay yeah because when uh, I remember I was in Dallas and I was like oh my god everyone just hangs out with each other as well and I loved how like other men as well not just brown men like they're like you know having a lot of like black friends over there as well they were so into the culture and they wanted they they wanted to go gudwar they love the food they love the songs like they're full-on jumping and dancing and it was so good um so yeah I feel like that's one thing I really like over there that I wish I could see more here yeah my best friend's Hispanic and he's like all about it. He just texted me yesterday and he was like, when are you going to make like lamb or goat? And I was like, I'll cook you some Indian curry like mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. Like he's <laughs> all about it. He was at my brother's wedding. He does, he makes TikToks with like Indian music in the background. So yeah, you're right. They're very immersed. Um, mm-hmm. the, those that are exposed to it, I feel like once you're exposed to it, if you have a friend or somebody that exposes you to it, I feel like a lot of people are attracted to our culture and then they just kind of immerse themselves in it. Mm-hmm. Would you say, I mean, like with, with people now, like I feel like Lily Singh has done like so much in, in the U S to put brown people on a big platform. Yeah. Okay. Like Priyanka Chopra, like came over from India and she's like in all the films and stuff, but I feel like on a more, 
everyday level with with so because like everyone watches late night tv I feel like Lily Singh has done a lot to put brown people on their map is there like any particular brown boys that we should be aware of like radar wise from from the US that are also doing bits because I feel like in the UK we're still yet to have you know feel like properly represented in like the media and it's just in tv and film and everything in general so yeah what brown boys should we be onto? I mean um I can just tell you like my favorite current brown boy is Nimesh Patel he's a comedian I love him I think he's hilarious uh, I believe he's from New Jersey he's all over the TikTok um and he's coming to Sacramento in January so I kind of want to go see him um I just feel like he has, I, number one, I agree with his political views a little bit. So, you know, I'm a little biased on that. Um, Number two, I just really, um, I think he's hilarious. Actually, yesterday I was up and just like showing my family, like his videos on YouTube. I I think he's funny and I think he's somebody to watch out for. We've got quite a few here though, don't you think? Like, like, Dev Patel. I was gonna say, yeah, if anyone who's yeah. doing it for for the brown uh brown people, the brown men, I would say, yeah, Dev Patel. He's probably like the only Patel, like me being Gujarati, like he's probably like the only Patel I'd ever want to be with. Like he is very like I don't know, a lot of Gujarati men can be really quite short, and he's like re- literally tall, dark, and handsome. And even when he's in roles where he has like really like crazy hair and beard and he looks like he's just woken up like that is so sexy to me yeah he's a talent like he's done a lot of UK Mm. uh, TV a lot of US TV Mm -mm. and even in like you know in Slumdog Millionaire he was playing like a proper Indian boy and it's like yeah he's got it going on but we've got a lot of other people here as well but I'm not sure if you would know do you know Sanjeev Bhaskar no I don't think so like he's he's also a a well-known comedian well, actor, actor, comedian, comedian here. He's like a stable. He's like really. A, would you call him like a like he, a national treasure for brown people? In the I UK? would say so. Yeah, he's a national treasure in the UK for like brown people because he he did so many things, especially in the nineties and like early two thousands. He did so many like comedy skits and things that was and I remember like growing up and feeling like oh we, we are there is this representation of us because he was in a show called um goodness gracious me which was this amazing like skit comedy show and it was the perfect way to look at Indian and British culture together I will send you some videos because you'll find yeah, it you'll hilarious love it. it's so good but he was so good at sort of like picking up exactly how like Indian people have really sort of embedded themselves into British culture and actually how they're both coming together and that was such a visual representation but then I feel like the older we got that become that almost became like less and less until we got to basically like Dev Patel who Mm. is like probably our saving grace and shout to um Sasha Dewan which again I don't I don't know if you know him yeah I know he was do you guys watch like Doctor Who is that like a big thing in in the years um people nerd out on it I'm not one of those people (laughs) (laughs) he he had a really big role he was like this really evil character called the master and he just reprised that role 
um a couple of years ago or seasons ago maybe just a year or something um and he's done loads of stuff actually he's been in quite a few things and like big films and stuff so yeah maybe there's like a little bit of like see this is this is the other thing isn't it there's not actually loads of people for us to discuss because they're either really well known in the UK or the US would you say yeah I agree I would have to say like my current like fangirl who I'm fanning over and he's from India he's not from the US or the UK but Virdas, his Kennedy Center speech have you guys checked that out yet where he talks about how he comes from two Indias no No. oh my god okay it's like four minutes long look it up watch it so he performed at the kennedy center um and he's a comedian right so he did this amazing skit which i didn't even see but he ends it talking about two indias and it's like truth bomb after truth bomb exposing like the hypocrisy but also the love that he has for india the problems that we all know that happens mm-hmm. along with the good stuff that happens girls watch it right now like i am fangirling over it as soon as we're done watch it yes watch it yes i love that because i know i have a lot of love for india and i've never even been that's so crazy i'm 26 i've never been but i just know i love that country so much but there's also so much wrong that I see that I know goes on there that I don't agree with um so yeah I like I like that yeah I'm looking forward to to hearing how he's kind of done that he's done I think he's done a fantastic job at it I love India I've been twice I can't wait to go again I I love it yeah what about since we're like talking about India yeah I can't not bring up if in and we're talking about brown boys I can't not bring up the men of Bollywood are you like do you watch many like Bolly films or I do. I'm a total <laughs> Bollywood addict. I'm a total Bollywood addict. I grew up watching them. I still watch them. I make my kid watch them. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'm having a Bollywood themed Christmas party here in two. Oh weeks. my god! Invite us. I want to go. I swear to God, that's like my favorite theme party. <laughs> And um, when I get married, I'm having a big Bolly wedding as well. I swear to God, I'm, I'm going to be... Ashika, be careful because all she ever does is like hear a song and she's like, you have to dance to this at my wedding, yeah? So I'm sure you'll get that soon. Choreographed uh, thing. So yeah, I'll, give yeah, you, yeah. I'll give you your song that you need to dance to and then, you, you know, and then we'll start it all in together. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I never got a man. I don't know when this is happening, but it will be one day. <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. No, I love Bollywood. How about you girls? I love it. Do you know who my love is? Do you know? You probably don't know. I don't know. I I love him no, so much. Cool. No, sure. Do you know who Aditya Roy Kapoor is? Yes, girl, I know who he is. <laughs> I literally see him and I lose my mind. I'm like, oh my God, this guy. I literally swoon for him every single time. I'm like, oh. He is all right. He's all right. What do you mean all right? I don't know. Is- I, it's very rude. I feel like no, let me not say it. He's cute. He's all right. He has a banging body. I Thank would you. say the only time I don't prefer him is when he's got really, really poofy hair. Yes, I will agree with you. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's the, the poofy hair. It reminds me of the guy in um you, the what's his name in you? Well, the main guy. Yeah. He's got he's got really bushy hair and he's evil. So <laughs> like makes me remind Joe. Like, yeah, Joe's hair. It's just too bushy. And Aditya Roy Cruz is like that too, you know? 
I like it when he has it all nice and clean cut. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's short. Like he looked really good in Kalunk. That's why I really fell for him to be. Yes. Yes. That's why I fell for him. And I was like, yo, this guy is my husband. He's a Scorpio <laughs> like me. I was like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to be with this guy. He also <laughs> looked really good in Malung. Did you see Malung? Yes, Malung. That's where the, the body second was half of it. Like, when he turned bad boy. Like, yeah. That's like at the very beginning of the movie. Like he's in this prison scene. He's doing this madness. Yeah. And all it is is body, 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 body. Like it's it's very much like the female gaze. And I'm so here for it. Like very much so. Yeah. Who else are you perving on brown boys wise? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're all so attractive. That's the thing about brown boys, right? They're all so attractive. Whether they're Bollywood or here locally, most of them look pretty damn good. They can grow a nice, good beard. I feel like there's a lot of attractive brown boys out there. There is. What is it about personality-wise that turns you off them with brown boys? Because I feel like, yeah, for a long time, I didn't date brown boys because there were, like, so many things within mm. our culture and background that, you know, just looking at someone is like, I could never be with you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I turn 25 and I'm like, oh, holy fuck. Like, I don't think I can be with anyone I've dated so far. Like I need a brown person. Um, I'm still trying to figure it out. But what are some of your like massive turnoffs when it comes to brown boys? Um, I think it's the antiquated thoughts, you know, like um, people that think that women should be subservient to them, you know, like that I that's a turnoff to me like no 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 yeah. I'm a human being you're a human being we come together as human beings you do your thing I do my thing we respect each other so any man that wants to judge what I'm wearing or what I should be doing with my life is a huge turnoff for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes definitely fuck the patriarchy but do you feel like that's still like a problem because I I like I said like I have all these like stereotypes and like conceptions of like American brown boys that seems so desirable to me I suppose like across the Atlantic is like you know the grass is greener for me sort of thing and yeah I don't know I just feel like I I always felt like especially our generation where we've maybe been born and raised in the UK or born and raised in America like there wouldn't really be that patriarchalness there you'd hope for a bit more like feminist loving type people do you find that quite a lot where where in America is really old like people our age but basically have the like mindset of their grandparents or something I think you can find it I think you can find it I've even dated a guy that said things that I was like whoa about his ex-girlfriend and how she dresses versus how she acts and then made a comment like he was implying that she dresses very conservative but acts kind of risque and then he was like, yeah, she doesn't even dress like you. And I'm like, well, what are you, what are you implying? Like, it doesn't matter what I wear or what yeah. she wears. That's her personality. This is my personality. Um, so I think you can find it. Um, it's a, and I think there's also like a hybrid type man out there. And uh, my brother's older. Obviously, he's not my generation or your generation, but he's older And even him, he's like a hybrid type. There's many things that he's like very uh, modern and like forward thinking on. But then when it comes to his wife, there's many things that he's like, no, I don't want you to do that or do that. And I'm like, excuse me. Mm -mm. No, you're not doing that. Mm -hmm, Um, So it's, I I think there's a part of 
some men also where they 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 still want that appearances still matter to them yeah that makes sense I would say the same here I think my big issue with like especially brown men here is like they kind of like thirst after you know kind of all the girls and and this is I'm not even saying like girls in skimpy clothes like it's a bad negative thing even though I was just about to say that like I don't say that in a negative way at all because I think a lot of our traditional like clothing is actually quite a lot like that you know all the backless blouses and like the high high like you know so you can see your whole midriff and stuff it's sexy like I, I I like that sexy is in Indian culture do you know what I mean like we are the creators of the Kama Sutra um do you know we we have that and it's and it's so crazy that women are told to sort of almost be like shameful of that but what I can't deal is like with men who kind of like thirst after that and are like looking at basically all of this on like Instagram but if like anyone in their life was to do that then it's just the constant shame do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. that you're being Mm -hmm. shamed for doing this and I remember thinking it was so outrageous like I a couple of years ago before we did we we did an episode um with a girl called NK Pole so she's like an Indian pole dancer and how I even actually found her is because she had done an interview with um the BBC and she was like talking about her pole dancing and in the comments I could not believe how many men were slating her like so many men but I know for a fact like all of you like watch porn like watch all of this stuff like go to like gentlemen's clubs like lap dance clubs whatever mm-hmm. the hypocrisy in brown men that, yeah. yeah that's the, my number one ugh, like it's just it turns me off so hard yeah I, I I agree yeah I would say one thing that a lot of people find a turn off and I think there's a point where it can be a turn off but to me I think it's a positive is the mama's boys like you think that's I, a positive? I'm sorry you think that's a positive I do and the, and the reason why is because I value somebody who values their mom I value somebody who knows how to treat their mom I feel like they're very family oriented and if they know how to treat their mom they should in turn know how to treat the woman in their life I think there's a point where it becomes toxic mm-hmm. and I don't think that that's the mama's boy bond. I think that's just a toxic m- mom, perhaps, who gets in the middle of their son's life. I was like, no, you can't do that. Or you can't do that. Um, you know, I don't know if I would blame the mama's boy uh, stereotype on that. I would just say, like, I think sometimes there can be toxic relationships like that as well. But I, I, when I see somebody who really is close to their mom and values their mom, this guy I dated for almost three years off and on, who was a total fuck boy, um, was a complete mama's boy. He used to braid his mom's hair. And I just, I loved that. I loved that about him. That is lovely. Yeah. And like you said, like, it could be that the, the mom is the toxic person for sure. But then like this, the, the thing that winds me up is, and you see that the, the guy will take his mom's side and it's like, no, she's being so unreasonable. Like how, how are you of that mindset? Cause then that would piss me off because it's like, you, you're not thinking for yourself. You just believe everything your mom says. And she's from a different generation. And yeah. 
And sometimes it's usually those moms who are women that well, obviously like women themselves and they favor like everything their son does, but yeah. like slay everything the daughter does. Like they are not feminist towards their own daughter kind of thing. And I feel like that's where you find the real like mama boys. Do you know what I mean? Because they, they are being favored essentially. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's where maybe like mine and Tasha's like, uh, like mama's boys are kind of like, a red flag to us almost but I do agree with like what you're saying like if I ever had a partner like oh my god yeah you you would have to like yeah. love respect your and your mom and my mom she's gonna yeah. become your mom do you know what I mean you have to show the pure genuine good intent love <laughs> um so yeah I need we need like better mama's boys I suppose yeah I think you need you need mama's boys who have a good head on their shoulders and can still think for themselves and have healthy relationships with their moms where they can have open conversations versus those that just follow blindly I think that's where the toxicity comes and in that case I I'm not bashing moms I think in that case both the son and the mom are toxic but at the same time this is the problem with the mama's boys is that because they are like multicultural from like the from such a young age they grow up to be this man like a lot of them anyway not all you know a lot of men they kind of expect their wife to kind of have a certain role or like they kind of expect like okay yeah you're gonna cook for me like it's an expectation and that's what I don't like like okay yeah cool I'm gonna come home yeah you're gonna make this are you gonna make that no honey I'm not going to make that that do you know what I mean like or is the man who's like oh but my mom also went to work and also did this yeah and I'm like okay where was your dad is your dad even and that's like that's some of the problem as well we're talking about the toxic mom toxic son but actually there's actually a lot of absent fathers in this equation as well. And there's absent fathers in the sense that they're not like, you know, trying to do equality up. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, your mom did go to work and did roti sabji, whatever in the evening. But whereas, you know, the role modeling for like, actually like men do this too. Yeah, because I suppose like a lot of people, you know, a lot of children learn from their parents. And so when you see, if you see your dad sitting there watching the mom like cook and stuff and like make a massive spread for dinner and then, and then, you know, everyone eats first and then she eats last and then she's the one clearing up the table or doing the washing and stuff. And if the child sees that, they're going to think that's normal. And that's one thing that I don't, I couldn't deal with with uh, a lot of brown men because I feel like a lot of them are still in that kind of mindset. Again, not all, but some. Yeah, I would have to say, I think we touched on something, uh, which is another, you know, negative trait on brown men, which is the absentee father syndrome, you know, where it's the mom's responsibility to do all the raising and nurturing and loving, Mm -hmm. and they don't really see themselves playing a role in that. I will say that the more modern, more our generation men seem some seem to be a lot more involved. I've seen some myself. Um, my brother was super involved with his kids and still is to this day. So that's really refreshing and nice to see. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. There are so men that think that that's like, that's a gender role, right? That's not my role. That's your role. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that a lot of, a lot more men are being more involved and kind of stepping up to the plate and yeah. This is the new generation. I mean, we're definitely starting to see it in our family as well. Like definitely as the generation above us, we were like teenagers when they were all getting, our aunts and stuff were getting married and things. And it's so crazy to see how much more involved the men are 
compared to our grandparents and uncles and aunties and how they just did nothing do you know what I mean and then all of a sudden you've got these really hands-on dads and it's just so nice to see but yeah we still do have you said like there is still a lot of men you know fucking a bit too hard with the patriarchy do you know what I mean <laughs> and that's really all it comes back to right fuck the patriarchy <laughs> look at the patriarchy in our culture it never seems to like leave it's mm. so mad but again I think that's because in India it's still so prominent do you know what I mean like the patriarchy is so real there look at who the prime minister is look at all the corruption look at you know it's all fucking men like let's be real let's, let's be real and then I would say women in the country almost especially like politicians almost have to become somewhat corrupt if they want any sort of seat at the table we're getting like really deep into this actually I wasn't thinking to be like whoa we're going there but we are man brown boy (laughs) we are and I think you're right I think um I think in order over there maybe all politics I don't know maybe I'm a little pessimistic but I think politics is a giant game Mm. and I don't think there's any like squeaky clean politician out there I don't think they would have made it very far I honestly think an honest politician would not make it very far no you're right they and that's that that's just the sad truth of our world and any culture background or anything isn't it that is that's the case isn't it yeah it's just so mad but then you do have other people like Hassan Minhaj yes I love him and he's really breaking it down when it comes to basically everything we're speaking about isn't it because the thing is we're talking about traits of men and things but actually that does become political because you think about where that stems from isn't it and I feel like he's really good at breaking that down and almost like and explaining that to people of our age as well isn't it your misconceptions when it comes to like gender roles or what it means to be a feminist or what it even means to be a man like I feel like he's he's doing bits He's great. And then also you mentioned Lily Singh, but her, um, one of her BFFs, Humble the Poet. I love him for all his, like, if you don't follow him on Instagram, follow him. He does a bunch of self-love posts and quotes about like taking care of yourself. Um, self-care is primary. It's just, I love his, um, his posts because they just remind you to, it's okay to take care of yourself, which I also think is just a big thing in our culture where sometimes we're so busy taking care of other people we find it guilty when we take care of ourselves and I love that he puts like self-care primary um and mental health of course and do you know who else has sprung to mind how can we forget but Jay Shetty he's also Mm -hmm. doing that isn't he he I can't believe how big he is in America first of all he's bigger there than I think yeah he is for sure yeah he's huge I literally have his book on my coffee table um, every year he does like week long free seminars. I've taken them like two years in a row. Um, I, I love the stuff that he teaches. I do recommend reading his book. I, I think he's amazing. I think he's amazing. I'll have to because I actually haven't read that but yeah I've heard nothing but great things about him. But yeah but also like the podcast he does he's literally up there with the biggest A-list celebrities going he he's super popular and I um the thing I like about his book is it kind of I it's so funny because like I I told my mom I was like once I'm done with it you need to read this because I think it really teaches you how to think positively and that's what I like really loved about it I I I think he's got some good things to share 
Oh, cool. And I'm totally a fangirl. I'm so jealous of his podcast guest roster. <laughs> yeah, honey, you and me both, but don't worry. That will be us one day. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be on that roster for sure. Um, oh yeah, I was going to say like, it's so crazy because I never like when we first started the podcast, maybe even before, I never saw myself with a brown boy, um, like marrying a brown boy. But as yeah, as we're getting older, and even Nikki, you surprised me when you were saying like, you know, you wanna, you think that you do want to be with someone who's brown, and you you know you want to get married to an Indian, mm. preferably because you know they understand you have the kind of similarities in your culture, you understand each other, you just get the little small things that maybe others probably wouldn't get. Um, and for me. I love Bollywood as well and I want someone to like listen with me all the time or you know dance through a field with her the moment takes her there you know I don't think I'll ever do it but I just want (laughs) I just love the fantasy moments you know so yeah I feel like maybe that would that's a massive reason I am sounding like Bollywood is the reason I want a boy a brown boy (laughs) but it's it's just little things like that like that someone else probably couldn't compare to so I feel like that's why a lot of people stick to their cultures in some respects obviously other aspects of religion xyz yeah I think I do I, I, I would love to marry an Indian I I mean you guys you ladies know that I was married and I'm divorced and single and I have been for about five years now I married somebody who wasn't Indian. He was Hispanic. And once I got out of that marriage, I've only had relationships, um, serious relationships or whatever situations dated brown boys. And I, for many of the reasons that you said, I think there's just a level of understanding that I didn't have in my marriage. And every marriage is different and every couple is different. And some interracial couples really make it work. But for me, I have found that it's just, I just find it easier. There's more things to talk about. There's more bonding. I like being able to speak Hindi to somebody and flip flop back and forth into English and for them, yes, watch movies with me and like the same songs and just understand the assignment. When I say I'm vegetarian on Mondays and Tuesdays, they don't bat an eyelash. Right, they exactly. Get it. Like, don't try and fight you the whole way about it. Just, you know, get on board, baby. Yeah, I love it. There is... It does make it a lot easier. You're right. Yeah. That is so interesting you say that because I feel like that's something maybe like my mom and like aunties and elders would try and tell me, you know, you'd find it really hard because the thing is like my mom married my dad um, and he's from a Hindu Punjabi background and he was born in Bangladesh, but his family are from, from India. And actually there was a big thing when she went you know when she started going out with him because she, he wasn't Gujarati he wasn't even their cast and she, I think in her mind he she was why does that matter like we follow the same religion you know we are from a similar background like how hard could it be and then I think she found out oh like even just marrying someone who's Indian but is not Gujarati like that's such a massive culture shock massive And I just, I can't believe how, and I just thought, okay, well, that won't be a problem for me because I'm growing up in a really multicultural, diverse area. And I like to think that we, you know, embrace and, you know, everyone's cultures and stuff. I like to think that we do, especially within my friendship circle and the, and, you know, the relationships and things I have, I think that, but it is so true. I, you know, before turning 25, I dated pretty much like every ethnicity under the sun that wasn't Indian 
And then I really got there and I was like, yo, like this, this cultural background stuff means way more to me than I ever even thought. Right. Ever. I agree. I agree. It's so interesting that you say, you know, that you have only really had serious relationships with Indian men. Do you, do you feel like that's, I mean, there was obviously other reasons for the breakdown in your relationship. You have mentioned, oh yeah, that's something you realise after getting divorced. Having been in like the dating game and stuff for a little while, is that something you still want to pursue with? Or like, because, you know, five years later, maybe you haven't found someone yet. Do you think it is, you know, like, oh, I will start dating like other ethnicities again? Or, you know, like brown boys is where it's at. Brown boys is where it's at. I mean, like you... I never dated Brown. I think my first kiss was with a Brown boy and that was it. (laughs) I never dated any other Brown boy again. I I was very like anti-Brown for the patriarchy reasons, right? I was like, I'm not perpetuating that. And I, it's unfair to judge everyone like that. And after I got a divorce and I, you know, went through it all and I found myself dating more and more Brown boys, I was like, I don't think I can go back. Mm. I don't want to, especially because I have a daughter. Like, I just want her to know her culture, her religion, her background. And I feel like dating a brown boy or being with a brown boy um, would help me get that across to her. So having said that, did you watch Indian matchmaking? Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Would you go on? (laughs) No. <laughs> I was gonna say I could see you on that. I could see you on that. I think you'd be maybe like more successful for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why I'm just getting a vibe. I mean, yes and no. It's just I would want to go on for the experience. I wouldn't want to go on. I don't want everybody picking apart every little thing I do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, I can be really bitchy sometimes. They'll be like, that girl's a bitch. I don't want to be that. <laughs> No, no, no. Are we all a little bit bitchy? That's fine. You can, you're, it's allowed. It's in our nature. But was there like anyone from the show? Because there were like some guys on there. I'm like, I have to go out with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have to totally go out with you. Like, was there anyone or like anyone's like type of personality who would catch your eye? You know, he was a real fuckboy on the show. I got the fuckboy vibe from him, but obviously that's what I'm attracted to. But <laughs> it was. <laughs> I know, I know who. <laughs> was the jeweler yes Rodney Mun. <laughs> yeah I knew you were gonna say that yeah he's a little shit wasn't he he but is, a, he is. Time, like, kind of like you yeah no he definitely <laughs> has some toxic fuckboy vibes going on but when he was doing you know the smoked covered food and all like the fancy drinks and stuff I was like yo that is a bit of me you know I'm not gonna lie <laughs> and he's a jeweler and he does all this cooking in his spare time tick and tick <laughs> I'm gonna cook for me cook for me and I thought it was really cute how he was cooking for his whole family I was like yes family oriented yeah that was cute but then there were some other things that he said that was totally problematic wasn't it he was yeah. like oh you have to be good looking but I, sorry I do agree with it and in, in some sense because yeah for me to be with you like I have to want to be with you I have to want to like be attracted to you I get that but then I think he was too picky in some 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 circumstances wasn't he he was like oh no she has to be like this and she has to be like that and it's like no this is what we don't want you to to say but he's still attractive. I mean, yeah, it doesn't hurt that he's a jeweler. 
but I okay so again coming back to like the Indian matchmaking and stuff like again maybe this is where my desire to like maybe want to be with an Indian man has come from because again they just they seem like a lot more open friendly you know willing to talk to you like who was the BFG type guy who was like really tall oh him I loved him do you remember him Oh. He was like super tall. He went out. The Galrashi, I think her name yes. was. Oh, 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 what was his name? And he was like the BF. That's what I called him, the BFG. And, and remember, he like you know, then he reveals to to the girl that you know that his dad was in prison and all this stuff. And I was like, something oh, with a V. His name's Charlie. Uh, yeah. I think so I think so. I can't remember his name though. Bless him. I wonder what he's doing in life. I hope he's married now. Ooh, but yeah. See, that is sort of attraction. And especially, I know I mentioned it before already, family karma. I think Brian was like, yeah, you know what? I could so go for an Indian guy. Brian, but also Monica's uh, boyfriend. Rishi. Rishi is so cute. So, so cute. I'm very, very confused by Vishal in the show. I think Vishal's closeted gay. Come on, he is so gay, right? I, I think so. And I, I mean, I love the gay people. I have a ton of gay friends. Like I'm all about it. Gay rights. I do like themed episodes during pride month. Like I'm just saying, I really think he's closeted gay. I've been around enough gay men to know. I think he needs to. Come for to sure. Her. In season one, like some of the things he'd be like, he's like, Oh, my best friend. What's his name? Like I'm Am- Amrit or something. Amrit, Amrit, yeah. he's gay, and he's getting married to that guy, Nicholas. Um, and I just thought there were so many things in that first season and it's like you guys are clearly like you Doing a both thing. clearly <laughs> yeah or like they have a thing for each other definitely I thought Amrit had the thing for Vishal 100,000% I could see growing up like maybe they got a little curious with each other 1,000 mm. 1,000 oh, yeah. but then it was even more funny as well because another gay person in the show like accused Vishal of being gay or queer or something and he went off he went like mad for someone who's so cool with the gay scene and stuff for you to like get that mad about being called gay I think Uh, yeah I think that's exactly what it is I think you hit the nail on the head I think he touched a nerve and he's overcompensating by trying to be overly macho and overly aggressive and upset about it yeah but then at the end of the season launches his underwear business with them Oh my god! I, need to- I don't understand him really. He's a he's a weird one. He is. If Amrit was straight, I'd be all about it. Yeah, really. Yeah, Amrit. I think he has a good personality. Yeah, because he's gay. Like, what would his straight personality be? <laughs> I don't know what his straight personality. Is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, Brian and Rishi from the show really got me thinking. Like, yo, I could be with an American Indian guy for sure. For sure. It makes me want to go to Florida. Yeah, give me that green card. I don't mind coming. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And also, again, that's the other thing I wanted to mention about family karma and stuff as well, actually, is that it's so nice to see them like when they do have Diwali or like any big celebration, they are in the traditional get up. And I love to see that. Whereas I feel like a lot of the men here like get a pass and when they come to a wedding, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, I love a man in a suit and a tuxedo. I love, love, love. But I just don't feel like men sort of embrace the traditional wear here, mm-hmm. like how they do in America. It's one of the most attractive things to me when you go to like a wedding or something and 
a brown man is wearing like, you know, traditional clothes. It's just so attractive. It's one of the things that I love about Brown Brown Monday, right? Brown yeah. Monday. Traditional clothes. They look amazing. Um, I'd have to go back to what we were talking about. Like Florida, I think absolutely the community there sticks together, hangs out together based on what we've seen on the show. I mean, unless it's all fake, I see that. You know what I mean? I so badly want to go and be a special guest appearance in like family karma. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like my absolute dream. I just need to go to one of their parties, become BFF with all the gay people, try and turn Brian's head. Yeah, I'm ready for all of them. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I have to say one more, one more person we have to shout out if we're talking about Brown and Monday is uh, Just Rain. Oh my God, where are you, bro? I love that guy. I literally love that guy so much. I see, have seen so many posts about like, where is he? I, I didn't know who he was. So I was like, I, let me Google him. And I like Googled and I was like, oh, I know exactly who that is. I just didn't know his name. And yeah, where where is he? Does anybody so this, know? This is what I heard. I had apparently, I don't know for sure, but apparently he was really sick and tired of people like bashing him for what he was saying saying like you're taking the piss out of the Punjabi community you can't say this you can't say that and he was like bro this is banter and then I think he was just he just got sick of it but even though I don't know for sure for sure if that's what it is but someone said that like he just works a regular job now and that's really sad because I think he could be huge. He was about to be like what Lily Singh was doing with YouTube. He was about to enter the mainstream yeah. platform for sure. There was no way he wasn't going to. Yeah. There was no he way. was so sad that he came under that pressure. Yeah. yeah. But also understandable. Like the internet is such a crazy place to yeah. me. It is so nuts. I was saying to Natasha recently, I've entered this phase in life where I... I'm like really analyzing what I post on social media. So I'll feel comfortable one minute and then another minute. I'm like, no, I don't want to share this about my life or mm. this quote because it might show insight into how I'm feeling. I just got so weird about it. I think we do I, that a lot on the podcast. You, you're very good at being open on the podcast. You share a lot. Of your yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why this platform is a bit, maybe because you, you are having a discussion. It is, you know, there's less to misinterpret. Whereas with the internet, you know, you could post smiley face emoji and someone's going to be like, you're not being fucking woke or you're, <laughs> you know, you're so fucking insensitive. Where's your... How dare you? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Just how dare you? It's 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 interesting, I would have to say. Like, I, I post a lot about, like, the farmers' protests and whatnot, you know, whenever I can, I would, especially when it first started. And I did have people, like, even, like, family members, like, come at me and I was like, whoa, like, do you even know what you're talking about? Like, and I had to like drop truth bombs on them. But then I like, I have a TikTok account. I like to be silly on there. Like it's pure comedic fun for me on there. And I posted it as a reel on my Facebook. And I kid you not, it was one of those like Courtney Kardashian quotes, like, uh, and I was just mimicking it while I was on vacation. And the comments I got on that, like some people really were like, yeah, it's better to be on vacation than work. And I'm like, whoa, like, slow your roll. Like some people came at me, like I was some freeloading person that didn't hold down a job or whatever. And I'm like, save your judgment. Like Fire. this is comedy, comedy. Mm. So I get it. 
there's no place to be funny anymore sometimes it seems some people are too yeah some people are just too serious about their life and it's like you need to take a chill pill swallow yeah. it and relax but what I will say what I will say is um I think it was like last Friday it happened we got the news isn't it that Modi is like reversed like those laws he was making about farmers rights and things and I will say like shout out I, I think in particular to the Punjabi community I've never seen more unity than when it comes to the like personally the Punjabi community to me is the most together solid united and they I really really feel like that's like the one Asian culture where they really really do respect women and it is pretty much like equal rights mm. I would say mm. in the Punjabi community and I the sol- solidarity that they show I'm like they were never gonna give up on this which is so lovely to see and I I love that a positive outcome has happened for them be it that it took stupid ass Modi like 10 months and a lot of people had to die but I I agree completely I just I'm waiting I'm waiting I want to see if he actually reverses them I know he made the announcement that he's going to but it has to be in the next session so I'm waiting to see if he actually follows through on his word because I have absolutely no trust in him But what a huge win. Like, what a huge win for the Punjabi community. I completely agree with you. I think that women are a lot more respected in uh, the Punjabi culture, particularly in Sikhism. I believe, um, don't quote me, but I believe that they're taught that men and women are actually equal in uh, in the Sikh religion, um, or Sikh religion, I should say. Um, So I think there's a lot of respect there. And I've always felt that way. It's a lot of the men I've dated have actually been Punjabi <laughs> since I've been divorced. Uh, but there's something about the spirit they hold as a Sikh person in the community, whether you be a man or woman, like they're very, very, very proud to be Sikh. And I can, I can yeah. see totally why they like me and Tasha were lucky enough to go to like a Sikh um, summer camp type thing when we were nice. much younger. And I really felt from like a young age, the equality that they sort of display and the unity that they have it is a very, very like, strong community. Mm-hmm. And I got to say like, yeah, Sikh men is, is where it's at. I'm, I'm loving it. They're very like um, protective too, I feel like, over women. And I- But not I, in an overbearing way where they're taking- No. Right. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And I feel like that's very attractive to me. Yeah, so, so, so attractive. Yeah, I just have to, if we're talking about Branamunde, then we have to talk about the Sikh community. And yeah, especially- the music that comes from brown boys as well do you know what i mean we've got we've got loads of people let's go for it sid the moosewala we've got bloody what's his name Prophecy. i don't know, you know there's so many people and you just can't Punjabi mc in the uk the rishi rich project was like a big thing here. oh sorry shout out jay shaw and you hanzo hanzonian hanzonian He's literally from where we are, which is great. And the funny thing in our area, actually, yeah, is like if you talk about Jay Sean and you're brown, like pretty much like everyone claims that they're related to him. Like every <laughs> single person is like, yeah, 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 that's like my cousin. Yeah, he's my cousin. Literally so everyone Jay. in the community is related to Jay Sean. Oh, like that's cute. That's cute though. No, no it's not. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> like no it's not no. everyone is just like yeah I know him I'm cousins yeah. like, okay. so, so it's a load of bullshit 
yeah pretty much loads of total bs yeah. um i think do you know what yeah like punjabi punjabi music is amazing bollywood sorry let me just holler it real quick as well like some of the sounds that come out of these men's mouths i'm like wow you yeah. know we're so blessed that we have that you know indians have such a unique voice such a beautiful sounding voice you can't compare it to anything else you know what i mean so i definitely think yeah like watching indian pop idol compared to like i don't know britain's got talent or x factor whatever we have here the level of talent is insane and not even just men our age i'm talking like children bro like yo they'll be like yeah, yeah, seven yeah, yeah. eleven and some of them are insane break dancers as well. Have you, do you watch any of that? That's exactly what I was going to tell you. I was going yeah. to say not only singing, but dancing. The yeah. dancers are so advanced and like doing mind blowing shit. Yeah. yeah. They have nothing on Britain's Got Talent over here. Let me tell you that. Like literally they're like, like doing handstands and stuff and flips and stuff. And just, oh my God. It's and they just do it like it's nothing. Acrobatic. <laughs> on the stage. I love it. I love yeah. It. The level of talent that we have from, from men is so cool. Um, yeah. loving it loving it loving it um I feel like we could go on and on and on we really? could we could there's a lot we love about brown men there's a lot we don't like about brown men but overall they're in our lives <laughs> actually actually enough I do want to talk about really quickly what we call over here freshies okay it's like I have to get this out okay because I feel like they're even though we're talking about brown men and like the fact that you know like me and Tasha like kind of want to be with a brown boy they have to be like a brown boy for me personally who were like born and raised here and I think again that's because of the culture so they share like my British Asian culture because that is a part of me isn't it like I've got British passport I'm British Indian that culture lives within me but I feel like there is a big negative connotation when we talk about freshies like that's what we call them here um I suppose like fresh off the boat yeah basically basically. were you quite guys cool Bob's Bob's fresh off the boat yeah 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 and there was just this big no-no when it comes to them I feel like especially within our generation it's just like uh, do you know what I mean like but then wouldn't you call a freshie someone that's from Indian matchmaking but that's the thing that's what I'm trying to say that's what I'm trying to say like I would go up with a Ditya Roy Kapoor in a heartbeat and like he could be considered fresh because you know you fresh from India bro do you still do you feel like you have the same stigma in the U.S. we do absolutely we do but I think overall there's that stigma and I think overall we're like no but I think there's always exceptions to the rule like a couple people that I've dated barely got here when they were 10 12 one when he was like 18 and still modern so I think it really does depend on their upbringing what they're taught and raised and how they're raised as to how it'll translate here but I completely agree for myself I want somebody who can understand both my American background and my um, Indo-Fijian background and my Indian background like I want that but it depends on you just got to be a nice guy really nice and lovely and loving and you can have my heart maybe I just don't like that's an interesting point actually because when I say the word freshie I always think of someone who's like a lot older someone who's like come here (laughs) and they're already you know 30 40 something actually that's what I think about and like they do give me the absolute heebie-jeebies yeah they do like they I feel like these especially in the UK they've got like um like this staring problem is really like a lot like they don't really have mannerisms at all it's really really quite uncomfortable there's no sort of etiquette of 
how to be around women to talk to women you know there's very you know even when they like lick their lips at you it's really quite off-putting it really is just yeah it's everybody licking their lips at you (laughs) because they'll be in their van and they'll be like looking at you like oh and they're just literally that eye like wide open like staring at you doing yeah. the madness and you're like oh. I remember just like we walking down the road and then like there's like a van passing me and they're all just like roll down the window and they're like hey and it's like no Mm-mm. that's not cute don't do that to me mm-hmm. it's very scary as well yeah so shit like that I'm not I don't that doesn't fly with me there I when I think of fobs I think of the ones who are like in your dms like hi I like you will you be my friend I want to be your friend you're beautiful. You're sexy. Fuck you. You don't. Uh, they are like the funniest DMs you ever get. Is it like most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my whole entire world? Like, oh my god! And all the English is just like crazy, like broken. And it, and I'm not slating anyone. Obviously, English is not their first language. I'm not like being a dick like that. But they kind of like. I don't know if you get it, but maybe Tasha does. Do you know back in day when we were at school and people used to write 2K13, like kind of like yeah, that, like that yeah. kind of broken English? Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. that's the kind of... It's not cute. It's no. not cute. <laughs> it's not, cute. <laughs> not even trying to do the right grammar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not even trying. No, not at all. Not trying. But yeah, it's so interesting that you make that point actually about people who come here and are raised here a bit later. Because I never I never actually thought about that. Actually. Yeah, because then they adapt the the culture, the mannerisms and stuff. And then like, you know, completely like the accent is kind of almost gone sometimes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just so you can tell that their mindset's been changed. It's really just about the mindset for me. Like, of course, like mm. I said, you have to be good looking somewhat I need to be attracted to you but it's really your mindset that's going to make me want to be with you and that's the thing of a brown Monday for me like the mindset ain't like from the old past generations like I can work with you I feel like the attraction the good lookingness is what like attracts us Mm -hmm. but then the mindset and the maturity is what keeps you it takes us there yeah take me down the altar spin me around when we dance (laughs) Did you just say take me to Ulta? Take me. <laughs> yes, you know what? Take me to Ulta and buy me everything as well. Yes, I need all the makeup in the world. <laughs> that is literally Natasha's dream. I went to the altar, you know, to get married. But yeah, tell me to also oh. take me to Ulta Beauty. I will literally love you forever. <laughs> Only this girl, man. I literally Ulta and I was like, I, I, I want to be taken to Ulta. <laughs> right? if you have if you can get on board with my ultimate Sephora addiction where we can make it match that's fine. speaking of weddings okay I don't know what your previous wedding was like but I, are you striving for the big brown wedding yeah I want to get married in India we there yeah yeah we better be on the invite list sorry yes we, yeah we're coming yeah so, you know, not even if, if we invite I'm inviting us you. and you can go to the big day on netflix not that i'm getting sponsored or anything by that have you watched I've... that of course i have of course i have yeah i love it i love that they featured some same-sex couples i love that yeah yeah that was so Lovely. cool but again it was again looking at in indian american couples and then like couples actually from india and again there's so much of my i don't know stereotypes and ideas of what indian american men are like I mean, I, I basically just need to come over, kiss a few frogs, basically. And, and come, come over, come over. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then that will be the next episode, isn't it? The breakdown. 
you okay. we should we should do like a country swap like you we need to get this sponsored and made basically you come to the uk we'll i go to there. the us and we'll basically compare and it will will be about brown boys uh, oh that's an idea yeah that's an idea you, might, sure. you might fall in love with someone over here you never know you never know and then I'll find an American person and then you'll be the like chickpea in the UK and I'll be like the time pass like podcast in the US and it'll be freaky Friday basically oh that'd be so cool (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah like I said like we could honestly talk about this for hours and hours I am so grateful that we had this collab Ashika and just for your time yeah we love you we do we love you too come on we, <laughs> me and all my personalities yeah oh i love it <laughs> i love this thank you guys so so much thank you so it's been your girl nikita it's been your tash and it's been ashika from the time Pass podcast and you've been listening to two chickpeas in a podcast slash x times whatever it is how you write it <laughs> the time pass podcast yay woo good music lyrics ਦੇਸੀ ਜੇ ਗੀਤਾ ਟਰੈਪ ਜੀ ਪੀਟਾ ਸਰਕਾਟ ਗੱਜ ਦੇ ਸਪੀਕਰਾਂ ਚ 